Spring is in full swing and summer is just around the corner. A great time for a beach getaway at the Oceanfront Boardwalk Plaza Hotel in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Enjoy the best of oceanfront accommodations and amazing dining right on the beach, both with great views of the ocean and boardwalk. Enjoy a soak in the heated indoor spa pool or book the adults-only concierge level and relax in the rooftop hot tubs. Book online at boardwalkplaza.com or call 800-33 beach thanks to the boardwalk plaza for being the bridge podcast network sponsor if you've ever wondered why christians have quiet times why they study the bible every single day you found the right podcast i'm mark dickey and i'm Bert miller this is the why do christians podcast Hey, welcome to the show. My name is Mark Dickey. Also, Happy New Year. If you're listening to this when it first launches, we're diving into 2024. And uh, hopefully this isn't going to be, it's not going to sound like dated information because people have been having quiet times for a lot of times. And so, uh, but if you are looking to start maybe a new habit, in the new year, you've got the right podcast. My name is Mark Dickey. I host the afternoon show on the Bridge Radio Station. My co-host is Pastor Bert Miller from Solid Ground Church. Bert, how are you on this? Well, it's not. It might be New Year's Day when someone listens. Yeah. Well, Mark Lang Sign Dickey, <laughs> I'm doing great. Wow, it's better than Mark Gang Sign Dickey. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I thought it would be good. It's a new year. Maybe uh, you're trying to get serious with your faith. Uh-huh. Finally, uh, I'm I am totally a goal person. Like, do you do New Year's resolutions? No, I'm terrible at them. <laughs> but that but that's not a discouraging from anyone else. If 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 that's I live for them. Do you really? I I actually almost every month set a goal for myself. Okay. Like every 30 days, I recheck in. Oh wow. Yeah, I do it all the time. And and you normally like achieve said goal? No, but I beat myself up real hard <laughs> oh, okay, when okay. I don't. Yeah. I see. So so your your monthly goal is to like if if your monthly goal was to feel worse about yourself, <laughs> you would <I> succeeded. Succeed. <laughs> <laughs> no, like in October, I did a drawing challenge. I wanted to draw something every single day, uh-huh. and I I, mean, I hit that goal. Hey, okay. And then November and December, I wanted to make more music, mm-hmm. and I, I hit that goal. I needed to make it more measurable. Okay. But um, but wait, for wait, a lot wait, of- you say make it more measurable, were you just like creating ringtones for a second there? <laughs> or like, what, like what made it? Like, well, you- yeah, right. So measurable, like it needs to be, you know, okay, I want five songs recorded. Okay. I like to record music, so I want, you know, you set an actual measurable goal that you can hit. Okay. And, uh, you know, maybe someone's New Year's resolution, their measurable goal is they want to spend time with the Lord yeah. every single day. That's a great one. If I, di- if I did New Year's resolutions, that's the one I would, I would, I would do. Well, and you know well, what? Well, it's, I, I mean, I kind of already do that, but like, but, but if I, if I had a goal, like, then I should make that my New Year's resolution because I'll, I'll, I'll succeed. You yeah. know what though? You don't necessarily have to immediately go, okay, my resolution is I'm going to do this thing forever. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Cause you're going to fail at that. There's going to be one day that you fail eventually. Probably. So what if your resolution was for the next 30 days? Yeah. I am going to spend at least 15 minutes dedicated to God every day. Okay. And, and we're defined like dedicated to God. Do you mean? 
a quiet what? time. Hey, okay. <laughs> and th- and that's the that's the that's, topic. That's, that's this episode. Yeah. So this is perfect for that person who's doing that. We could help them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, quiet times are kind of that that thing where you're like, oh, I should do this, but uh-huh. I don't. Um, and it's funny. It's so funny how we can dedicate our lives to our faith. We can give our life to Christ and then fail to do the most basic thing. Yeah. Which yeah. is just spend time with him each day. Right. Yeah. I mean, my goodness, what's the point if you know, you're engaging in a religion, but you don't know the Lord or you don't get to know friendship with God? It's like, I want a girlfriend, but I don't want to leave my house or, or you know, not play video games right right <laughs> wow okay yeah, yeah i'm used to spending 10 hours a day doing this thing uh-huh as long as i can still do this thing with all of my free time right. yeah i could have a girlfriend right well also <laughs> let's just acknowledge that i mean you know how many of us we were taught this version of christianity usually indirectly which is um you should spend time with god what's that look like well it looks like this um and it, and it's a formula that necessarily work and so we maybe we tried and we failed and so we're just like okay this you know this quiet time thing just isn't for me mm. you know like i'm thinking about for the longest time i, I had a really difficult uh what we would call it devotional life like i was i was taught in seminary like i had a class on prayer hmm. and uh, one of the things that you're supposed to do for the class was uh spend half hour to an hour with god every day um and I hated that um, because it was just so boring. And, 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 you know, I would think of there, you know, like there's a passage like it's uh, John 10, 10, where Jesus says, um, I've come that they may have life and have it to the full. And like, that's who Jesus describes himself to be. So I'm like, man, if that's who he is, why is my time with him seeming so boring? Like if Jesus came to bring life, shouldn't, shouldn't the byproduct of, of my time around him create life? And what I discovered was I was approaching uh, my devotion time in completely the wrong way. And once I began to understand uh, better ways to engage with God on a daily basis, it really made all the difference in the world to me. Mm. I'm reminded of uh, an old Abraham Lincoln quote. Uh, if I had eight hours to chop down a tree, I'd spend six sharpening my ax. Mm. And just in the, in in the same vein as, feeling like you're wasting your time or you're it's boring right like you actually improve your life when you spend the extra time with the lord yeah yeah for sure for sure (laughs) the wild thing is that the moment we open up our mouths or our hearts to prayer Mm -hmm. we are in the presence of the lord sure like you get to be with god you get to commune with him yeah and we get to be a part of this yeah yeah and yet, I'd rather so much more easily just spend 45 minutes scrolling on my phone instead. Right. right. Well, I think that's one of the things, like, you know, if, if we want to set ourselves up for success with a great quiet time with the Lord, I think the very first thing that we've got to do is understand what we've been invited to, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, I, I tell a story every now and then where, um, I might have told you this before, like, about the, the best meal I ever had in my life, right? Where what had happened was, and I was reminded of it, Actually, this this past weekend, my my family and I we were up in uh, Boston for a little bit, and uh, we used to live up there. We lived there for a few years, and while we were living up there, um, my wife's company that she worked for they would do a Christmas dinner for employees and their spouses. Right, mm. where what would happen is that um, there was a a wealthy uh, 
friend of one of the management team who just goes, hey, I want to take you and all your staff and their, and their spouses to a great restaurant in Boston, and I'll pay for all of it. And so <laughs> uh, this this one year we went downtown, and you know, I put on my suit that I got at Target, so I felt really like fancy. And uh, and we go to the restaurant, that they, that, or at least the address they had given us, and um, there was no signage. Like there was nothing marking this restaurant. And mm-hmm. so like we're kind of waiting in the car. We're like, where is this thing? And we saw some other people from Katie's job like walking into a building. We're like, well, I guess this is it. So we get out, we go inside, and we're all just kind of convened there in this lobby, which was it was a non-lobby. It was basically, it was these, like there's the front door area, and then it, like the the walls, and there's just these three black walls, and there's no restaurant. Huh. And so we're like, that's that's weird. And so uh, there's a there's a woman behind a podium there, and that was it in this room. And so she said, like, can I help you? I'm like, yeah, um, we're here for such and such party. She went, oh, okay, I see you on the list. And when we, we said that, she pushes a button on her podium, and the wall behind her opens. What? Yeah, yeah. And it and it, you guys are going to think I'm making this up. I'm not making this up. And inside of it is a glass elevator. So what? So so we all we get on this glass elevator. Door closes and we start and we go up a floor. And now we see the actual restaurant. It was above this this room where we were before. And we see and there's like you know there's waiters and tuxes with like the towel like draped over their arm. You know pouring the champagne. There's people these fancy tables. There's like a guy at the piano. And I'm like wow, Whoa. what a fancy restaurant. But we didn't stop there. We went above that. Whoa! Because the the guy who was paying for the meal actually had rented us a private floor <laughs> of the restaurant. That's so, wild, right? So we go in, we sit down, um, and the waiter comes out and he takes our you know our orders or our, our, our drink orders, and then he says, you know, um, you know, welcome. Chef just asks that you all order the same thing so that everything can be done adequately. And at the time, because I don't know anything about fine dining, I thought this was really arrogant. I was like, no, I, I get what I want here, you know. <laughs> But I guess that's how it's done. And so the the order is made, and they bring out a seven course meal. And I, 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 I like I'm a very basic guy. I know appetizers, main course, and maybe dessert if you're still hungry. <laughs> but seven, I had no framework for this. And so they're bringing out, like, I mean, like they're bringing out escargot, which I didn't, you know, I'm picky at any of that, um, which is because snails, you know. And they're bringing out lamb, and they're bringing out these different breads with cheeses. And then one point they, they brought out this beef. Like I don't know, tenderloin fillet or something. This beef was so tender, Mark, it melted in my mouth. Oh, I didn't even know beef could do that, man. Okay, so I'm then so we hungry right, right now. And then, then like they bring out this like custom made dessert. Also, it was the best meal I ever had. And the crazy part is like I mean I would go back there in a heartbeat because of how good the meal was. Mm-hmm. And yet, when I think about that moment, I'm struck by a few things. Number one, I could never not on probably a year's salary could I afford that meal. Um, somebody else had to buy it for me. Mm. On top of that, it was at a place I could never find on my own. Ooh, the only reason yeah. I got there is because I was invited. And I think that that's kind of fitting when we talk about time with the Lord, where the infinite God has purchased relationship for us. We could never find him on our own. He's invited us to the, I mean, like, we've been invited to spend time with the guy who literally placed the stars in the universe where they are, like who made everything like that guy. And he goes, I want you to spend some time with me. There's, there's this great verse. This is Philippians three, eight, where Paul, when he's reflecting on everything that he's lost for following Jesus, and you think he's going to like bemoan everything, but he says, no, no. He says, what is more? I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things, but I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. Like in comparison to knowing Jesus, oh yeah, you can have all my stuff. 
And that's the thing to realize, and this is so crucial, what began to change my framework of understanding my time with the Lord is that I realized that time with God is not something I have to do, it's something that I get to do. Mm. And when I realized that, it made all of the difference. It certainly feels more special when you <laughs> compare it to that dining experience. Yeah. Because when you were explaining that whole meal, I, I'm, I'm salivating here. <laughs> I'm thinking, wow, like that must have been so cool to go to this like secret location, this special thing, the glass elevator. Yeah. yeah. Like that, that just sounds amazing. And yet spending time with the Lord is even greater than that. Yeah. Look, man, I mean, look, not, not to, uh, I'm not trying to dem- demean or diminish anyone, but. All of us have friends and relatives who we know and love who we are praying for to come to know the Lord. Like, they're not Christians. We want them to. Like, you and I, I mean, we know, I think all of us, we know people whose their entire hope in life, the thing that they're looking forward to most is a spin class, right? I mean, there's there's so little, like, they don't know what, what they could know. And that's not the case for you and me. We've been invited into relationship with God, and we pray that for them. We want that for them because, like, he is so valuable, and he is so special and worthy and so utterly unique. And that's like, that's the guy. I mean, if, if I was invited to dinner at, I don't know, uh, a president or a dignitaries or, or an ambassador's house, yeah. right? I, I probably, I would probably feel really honored by that, you know? And you would drop everything. Yeah. It's like, oh no, I got to work that night. No, you no, don't. You don't. Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and that's, and some people are like, well, not if it's, no, just just stop, right? Yeah, don't overthink it. Yeah, yeah. But the point is like, there there are some invitations where because of the specialness of the person, we would go, okay, I'm clearing everything. And, and we're talking about the king of the universe, the king of kings, who says, hey, I want you in my presence. Mm. <laughs> hey, Mark, do you like commercials? I do. Don't we all? Wouldn't it be great if we had a sponsor for this podcast? Mark, nothing would make me happier. Well, you could sponsor this podcast by contacting us at podcast at wearethebridge.org. You could be a hot dog stand. A a cheese grater company. You could sell furniture. Or (laughs) Wi-Fi. Contact us at podcast at wearethebridge.org. I think that's it. I think we got it. So we are saying yes uh-huh. to spending time with the Lord, yeah. but life is busy. Life is chaotic. Sure. Uh, how, how do I get away to do this? Cause life is so distracting. Right. Well, I think that's look, you know, earlier I referenced the idea of, I was taught a very rigid framework of how to spend time with God. Mm-hmm. I think many of us, the reason that we don't see the getting away is because of where we're told to get away to. So we're taught a routine by people who like, they're really sincere, but their goal was, um, and again, maybe it worked for them, but like their goal was to, to get us to stick with something consistently so that uh, we would stick with it. Right. But the problem is it might not be how we're wired. So, you know, I was taught this, this view of, of quiet time, devotional time, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it went, look, get up before the sun rises, like before you have to work, before you do anything else. And, what you're going to do is you're going to spend probably 30 minutes reading your Bible and then 30 minutes praying. And that, that's kind of how a lot of us are taught this sort of rigid view of things. Um, but the problem is that not all of us are morning people and not all of us maybe are wired to read for 30 minutes straight. <laughs> um, 
And so there's there's got to be a different way of this. And let's just acknowledge there's no scriptural command that's like, do it like this. Like, this is just ways that many of us have reasoned out. And I understand why. Like, listen, if you're a morning person, and man, you know, like, that's your thing. Like, before the sun rises, you are at your best. You're in good company. Like, that, Jesus prayed in the morning, right? So, like, you know, over and over again in the Gospels, you find stories of, like, you know, Jesus, like, withdrawing early to a solitary place to pray, right? The problem is that's not the only uh, example of spending time with God in Scripture. So, I'll give you another one. So, that's Jesus, okay? But... You know, in Acts chapter 10, there's a story where we see Peter's prayer life. And mm-hmm. Peter's wired maybe a little bit closer to you or me. And so in Acts 10, 9, it says, about noon the following day. Um, and it goes on and says, Peter went up to the roof to pray. So around noon is when Peter went to go do that. Um, and so I think the thing to, to ask is, like, okay, when I'm trying to figure out the best environment um, to, to pray in um, is to ask when and where are you at your best? Okay, so if you're a morning person, find a way to leverage the morning. If you're not, maybe what that means is on your lunch break, you go and you get away in your car or in the evening um, before you go to bed. I think any time with the Lord is good time. Now, over the years, uh, I've become more of a morning person, and so uh, I, I like that way of starting out the day and having that time with the Lord to frame the rest of my day. But what I would tell you is time with God uh, so at some point is better than at no point, mm. right? I'm reminded of the episode we did on giving okay, and how we talked about when, when you give a tithe, it's giving your first fruits. Yeah, yeah, which is the idea of giving God your best, right? Yeah. And, but it, it's beyond just, I mean, that's certainly true, but also we tend to return to places that we enjoy, right? And so I, I, what I think is really good is figure out where are those places that sort of spark awe and wonder in you when you're there or you're at most ease? If it's a like if it's at all possible, go there. So maybe maybe you're an outdoors person and you love just being in the woods or something about hearing, you know, the wind blowing through the trees and nature. Man, that may be a great place for you to go and you know, in the wintertime, bundle up, but <laughs> spend time with the Lord, or maybe for you it's the beach, you know, and you know, if you live local like uh, I do in, in southern Delaware, you know, the beaches are empty. In the off season, like go further down the beach and spend some time with the Lord. Maybe there's a specific room in your house where you know you just for whatever reason that's your place that you love being. I would say get there if you can, but whatever you do, like try to leverage um, the space to so leverage the time, leverage the space where you're at your best because I think you're more likely to stick with it if you do that. And I say this as somebody who's not very a dis- I'm, not, I'm not a disciplined person, right? And sometimes like people when they talk about um, time with the Lord, they they call it a spiritual discipline. And I, I understand why. I'm not saying that anybody's wrong for doing that. I just know that for me, like, again, no one, is, I've never had to discipline myself to eat chocolate cake. Like, <laughs> like I eat chocolate cakes. I enjoy chocolate cake. Um, and I think Jesus is better than chocolate cake. Like, and, and, and enjoying that time with him can be enhanced by just picking the right place and time. Mm. So when we finally actually make it to that place at the right time of day, we've we've decided to have a quiet time. How do I just sit there? <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, maybe like maybe not. I, it's going to depend on um, maybe what's going on in your life, uh, where you are in your relationship with God. Some people, you know what, like what they want to do. And we had an episode where we talked about. Um, you know, God speaking to people in ways that he does that. Maybe for you, you, you need to 
uh, abide and, and sit and listen for a while and listen for the Lord's voice. Uh, maybe for you, that's a little bit newer and the thing that you need to do um, is be a little more proactive. And so, uh, you know, like for me, what I, I try to do is I sit down and I just open my Bible and um, I just ask the Lord to speak to me as I read it. Um, and I think that's a good thing to do. Just open your Bible and ask God to speak to you. And I, I'll tell you, I think he's really, really faithful to do that. Um, and so... Like maybe, any anywhere in the Bible? Well... Or are you like reading through a certain thing? Yeah, I mean, it, it's... So for me personally, I read through books at a time. Um, so right now I've been going through the book of Psalms for ever at this point because <laughs> it's long. Um, I, I think there's an advantage in that, in that... You, you see passages in context, you get to know greater themes of Scripture, and yet at the same time, mm. I, I find God speaking specifically to my situation uh, or speaking to my heart as I read those Psalms. Um, but I'm not, you know, some people, they'd be like, you, you like never just isolate a verse, but I, you know, I, I think sometimes it, it might be, you know, you open your Bible and it falls on exactly the right page and, and God speaks to you in a specific uh, context. And I don't want to rule that out as, know that ever or that never happens i think it's a bad idea to sort of blindly take things out of context as a routine mm. um but I, I can't say no never for that so you know sometimes people that they ask me like how long should i read my bible in my prayer time and, and my answer is you read it until he speaks mm. so that could be a verse half a verse it could be chapters but read it until as you're reading it something just seems different about that maybe it's a sentence it's a wording i mean what is that um, at which point, maybe you Google it, you go to, I don't know, Bible Gateway or BibleHub.com, something like that, or you Google a commentary just to understand like like the wording around that, the context of it. Because um, I've found that, you know, those things that sort of stand out, usually if I just stop and dig into them a little bit, they're normally exactly about where I am. And they speak to me in a really uh, heavy way. Mm. That's, that's anecdotal, but I mean, it, it is my experience. Man, it's so hard to just... At least it's so hard for me to start reading something, just hoping that God speaks. Yeah, you know, and is He going to speak in a couple <laughs> sentences? I I like to know. I don't know when someone shows me a YouTube video or something. I'm like, okay, how long is this video? Uh-huh. How <laughs> right. if it's 20 minutes? That's okay. I just need to know that it's 20 minutes. Right. And uh, I don't know. We just get so easily distracted. Sure. And we're, we are very go 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 people, like yeah. right. We're not, we're not used to stopping, um, and I, I think that can be um, a good practice for us, though, because God doesn't operate on our timetable. Yeah, you know, I, I I've noticed, I, especially like uh, when I first started spending time with the Lord regularly, um, it was odd how much I could think of everything else that I should be doing at that time. <laughs> Like in and, and and you know whether that that's uh, the enemy attacking, whether that's my own immaturity, I'm not sure. I know um, there have been studies that have been done that talk about um, how like when you just have this this pace in life and you're always going, mm-hmm. it catches up with you eventually. That's why a lot of people sometimes at night when they like go to lay down and go to sleep, they can't sleep and they're just remembering all the things that they've got to do because they've been pushing those things out of mind all day. Ooh. And so they catch up with you. And so that can happen in your prayer time where, you know, you're sitting there and all of a sudden like, okay, I want to spend time with Jesus. And did I leave the iron on? <laughs> right. And you're like, do, wait, do I own an iron? Like, should I, should I, should I, here, you know, what I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to get on Amazon. I'm going to, I'm going to look at irons. I'm going to, I'm going to price compare irons to, and then I'll 
check consumer reports and okay now i'm going to get an okay, ordering an iron and what happens is okay because you're not used to just stopping you get distracted very easily but <laughs> i i used to say to folks like or i used to say um push past your distractions but you know what mark i've learned it's not just the hey the, the heart's soul cry and you know, hey here's all these things that are catching up to me i've also learned that sometimes god speaks to us through our distractions hmm. so i'll give you an example okay so a little while back um i was uh spending some time with the lord at the beach and uh the whole time i'm out there i'm like lord would you speak to me would you let me know your friendship would you refresh my heart um with with uh your love um and, and i began to sort of pray that more like lord would you give me an experience of your love you know and hmm. i know i know the bible says that god loves us and I, and i believe the bible um and yet i think most of us understand that we're not robots and sometimes we want we want to experience as well now i'm not saying that your 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 devotional time should rise and fall with an experience because at that point what you're pursuing is a dopamine hit not god Oof. um but sometimes i think experiences are good oftentimes i think experiences are good um and so i'm out there and i'm praying that and um as i'm praying like, lord give me an experience uh, with your love this song keeps rattling in my head yeah, you know, sometimes like get songs stuck in your head mm-hmm. and they just won't leave. And I, I had been listening to it. But I don't know if you do you remember that there was an old Leonardo DiCaprio movie years ago called Inception. An remember, old movie. Well, it's older now. I mean, it was like yeah, a decade, I, I think. You know, and um, you, 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 did you see Inception? Yeah. Okay, you remember there's that that French song in that movie that that's like like the lady. I'm gonna, you know, this is <laughs> here's my musical talent. The lady's like, no, nah. you remember that's like. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So that song just keeps going in my head. And I'm like, shut up, Inception song. I'm trying to hear like from God. And no, nah, like it just keeps going. And like, I, I, this song is not edifying me. I didn't take French in high school. I, I don't know what the song even is. And so I'm getting really, really just like distressed by this distraction. And finally, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to Google what the lyrics of that song mean. And so I did. And the song was called, if I understand this right, uh, a tease. It's A T E E Z. And here I am out there, and I'm praying for an experience with God's love. And here, here were the lyrics translated to the song that would not leave my head while I was praying that. Mm. First line, I'm in love. No. Oh. And it repeats, I'm in love. And it goes forward, and the song says, I can't go back to the way it was. You didn't know me. And after I bumped into you, I became craving for you more uncontrollably. Oh, Wow. And I realized in that moment, man, I think the Lord was speaking to me, and I was praying for this experience of his love, and there it was. And maybe, you know, guys, as you're listening to that, that sounds arrogant, um, that I would have the audacity to say that God would sing to me or place a song in my head, however you want to say that. But I, you know, I think that's biblical. Um, Zephaniah 3.17, uh, the prophet says that God will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. Mm. and so and so what i've learned now is i pay attention to my distractions i don't run from them i explore them because even even if it's not god okay and this thought keeps coming to my head you know, my kids are this is going on with them or that oftentimes they're an occasion for prayer because i know those are the actual things that are that are mattering to me that are bothering me and so i pay attention to what comes up because it tells me what i need to bring to god that's so wild how we can just kind of subconsciously also know exactly what we're struggling with yeah right <laughs> because silence reveals what's in us 
Why do Christians sit in silence? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's the, and it's interesting. It's the thing that we want to avoid the most, and it's probably where we should be the most. <sighs> man. <laughs> and, and look, man, when you realize that, and you go, wow, and I've been invited into that space with God himself who will minister to me there, it changes the entire experience. Mm. I feel a little changed. <laughs> oh, praise God, Just man. hearing that, that's, I mean... And, you know, it's the beginning of the year. It's a great time to make a change. And even if it's not the beginning of the year, even if you're listening to this in July. Yeah, it's never too late. Go. Yeah. 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 And maybe the next seven days or or 30 or, you know, forever. Or maybe just go today. Just right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. As soon as this episode's over, like go and, and just spend some time with the Lord. You were talking earlier about how you're going through the book of Psalms. Is there uh-huh. another place people could study that they could jump into if they're maybe trying to reconnect with the Lord again? Well, you know, I think the best, well, the best, <laughs> um, some of that's going to be, all right, where's the Holy Spirit leading you? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll tell you, like, whenever somebody asks me, you know, hey, I want to read the Bible for the first time, but I have no idea where to start. Because the Bible, it's not one book, it's 66 books under a cover. Right, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a library library you know bound together. Um, so sometimes you know, I mean, if you want to read it cover to cover, you can do that. But I think if you're looking for just an easy book to start with today, I recommend the Gospel of John. Mm. Um, and the reason I do that is because I think, well, I know, I mean, G- Jesus and John were obviously very very close friends. John uh, writes about the life of Christ from the perspective of somebody who who was uh, who was there, but also. I had a very unique relationship with Jesus. Um, and on top of that, John does a really good job of, of showing you uh, Jesus' personality. Um, much of that book is only in that book. It's not in the other Gospels because um, there are eyewitness things that, like, you know, there's a large segment of the remainder of the book where it's just Jesus' last dinner as he's talking mm-hmm. to his disciples. Um, and so I think if you want to get to know the person of Jesus and his character and what he's like, yeah, the Gospel of John's a great place to begin that. Yeah, that's John's. John's my favorite. Like whenever I feel like I need to reconnect with Jesus, like specifically, oh, John, wow. John's where I go. So it's funny that you would say that. Hey, cool. It's, I mean, if you want to know who Jesus is, it it starts with his very nature. Yeah, it's just yeah. It, it's I don't know twenty or thirty pages of your Bible talking about the life of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's a great place to start. And then the Psalms are fun because they're like poems. Uh huh. And so. Yeah. And they range all <laughs> different themes. Yeah. yeah. Usually it's God save me. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> most of them is, hey, things are going terrible. God save me. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you're in a place in life right now where you just need to be praying that over and over again. So maybe Psalms are a great place for you to be too. Cool. Yeah. Well, I hope that this has helped you understand quiet times, why Christians have quiet times, and I hope it encourages you to have a quiet time today and maybe this week. And uh, if you have any other questions for our podcast, maybe you'd like to hear a specific episode, we would love to hear your questions. You can email them to podcast at wearethebridge.org. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.